Boom! What's going on, everybody? Smart Globeliner, TigerFitness.com, CEO, MTS Nutrition, alongside Katie Globeliner. I'm her lovely sidekick. Don't I look good today? I'm like Vanna White, but with bigger titties. So, guys, um, man, what a beautiful week it's been. It was, it was pretty good outside, but I think that uh, the weather took a turn for the worse in the Midwest. We literally have a field. If you guys ever saw the videos of Cammie, Thomas, and myself training, it's in this beautiful field next to our house. It's about a three-foot deep lake right now. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. Well, that's why that's there. It's a retention, water retention well, area. Well, you know what? Water retention area is what most fat bodybuilders blame their fat bodies on when they get on stage. Oh, I'm retaining water. Let me tell you this. I've never seen someone who's ready for a show retain water. You know who retains water? People who didn't diet enough. Oh, snaps. Did he just go there? Did he just go there? Yes, I did. Guys, beautiful thing today. We're going to talk about something kind of controversial, something I don't think a lot of people think through. I think that for the most part, a lot on the right and even more on the left are very point A thinkers. What they do is they pass something and they're like, oh, this sounds great but they don't think what's gonna happen when it's passed. All they think is that, oh, <laughs> people are gonna make money, everybody's gonna be rich, socialism, yay, take from the rich, give to the poor. It's like fucking Robin Hood man in tights up in this bitch. Here's the problem, here's the problem. People don't, people don't pay attention. They don't pay attention to what happens, the ramifications and the consequent actions. Who's gonna pay for it? Who's gonna pay for it, exactly. So. We want to talk a little bit about minimum wage. As someone who has A, worked for minimum wage before, and someone who has B, employed people before, and someone who has C, can read a book, um, I have a lot of opinions on minimum wage. And again, if my opinions offend you, then you don't need to listen to this. And I know people say, Mark, doing a podcast, you're going to offend 50% of the country no matter what. I have higher thoughts on my country. I have higher hopes for my country. And the beautiful thing about my country, the United States of America, is we can have different viewpoints and we can discuss them and come to a joint agreement or a compromise or just discuss it as human beings, as educated people, instead of getting butt hurt and, you know, as the, um, the right wingers say now, getting all snowflake about it, about everything we do. So I want to discuss this because there's only one thing better than intercourse, and that's discourse. And we're going to get all nasty and discourse all up in this place. <laughs> like how I looked you in the eye when I said that? Yeah, I noticed. I'm going to bite my lower lip now. <laughs> you look angry. No, I look horny. I'm supposed no. to look sexy and sultry. Okay. I sent you a nude the other night. How'd you like that? I don't know. My phone crashed. So it's gone. Oh, dude, that means that somebody might find someone it. Someone might find it. Whenever at Apple gets my phone to recover stuff, ooh, baby, better gonna They're going to see the machine's penis. So anyways, minimum wage, what is it? Nothing minimum, minimum wage, about the machine's penis. Minimum, the federal minimum wage is what the federal government tells companies is the minimum amount per hour that they can pay their employees. I'm pretty sure right now that amount is set at $7.25. However, each state can have their own ruling and decide what their minimum wage is going to be. Now, Katie, that gets into some 10th Amendment type shit, states' rights. States' rights mandate that a state controls their own shit, basically. People think of the United States as one big country. We're not a socialist democracy. Essentially, what we are, we are a republic. We are a republic comprised of 50 individually operated states. Think of the governor in that state as the president of that state. Yes, right. Kate? 
I was trying to do some research, but Mark was like, no, I got this. I think there are some states that don't have minimum wage. But here's the thing. There is a federal minimum wage, and here's the problem with that. It's a big country, so the cost of living, especially housing, varies widely from state to state, city to city. Living in California costs more than living in Burlington, North Carolina, our old hometown. So if the point of raising minimum wage is to provide a living wage, why should the minimum wage in low-cost areas such as Texas, Oklahoma, North Carolina be the same as high-cost areas such as San Fran, L.A., Chicago, or Manhattan? I mean, think about that. And that's the thing. Let me add on to that before you interject. The states are already taking care of that. 20 states and D.C. already have minimum wages higher than the current federal minimum of $7.25 an hour. Okay. I can see a minimum wage if you are for minimum wage, which I'll get into why even having a minimum wage in general is un-American, unconstitutional, and silly. Um, if you're going to do it, do it on a state-by-state, city-by-city, county-by-county basis. But again... This is what we're going to get into later, no, just I a teaser. No, I think you can do county by county. You I, can. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the thing, though. Should a government be able to tell an employer who enters into a willful contract with another human being what they have to agree to pay each other? Um, it's, a, it's an at-will, at-will employment. If you don't like your, your salary or your pay, hourly wage being $6 an hour, don't take that job. Get another job. If you can't get another job, you're not looking hard enough. I got jobs at 15 years old. Katie was working at Kinko's at 15, 16 years old. Kinko's is now FedEx office. So I just think people aren't looking hard enough and nobody wants to do the dirty work. My first job, real job outside of working for my mom's cookie store, my first real job when I was 15, 16 years old was stocking shelves at a feed store. That's not a glamorous job. That job hurt, and I got paid next to nothing. I was really happy one time I helped this guy carry a big bag of dog food out to his car, and he tipped me $2. And also, what happened when that didn't pay my bills? I got another minimum wage job. Because minimum wage is not meant to be your end-all, be-all destination. It's your starting point. It's for the 16-year-old kid that needs a job on the side on the summer or after school. It's not meant to sustain a family of, you know, four you know, living in the Chicago suburbs. Well, here's the deal. Like, take, for example, shipping. Now, our, our shipping is extremely important. So even though you can count shipping as low skill, like, you know, Randall, Randall, who's our Vegas warehouse manager, I remember we were looking, we found someone perfect for the job, and I'm like, who's this guy, blah, 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 blah. Randall looked at me and said, can he tape a box? So I'd say that, generally speaking, but here's the thing quickness efficiency like we have a guy who we are doing our best to make happy and keep and and keep happy and that's chad chad jones the man is the fastest boxing taper packer packer. i mean the guy (laughs) if we had fudge he'd be the greatest fudge packer in the history of the world this guy can organize a box like a damn moving truck i mean he's amazing so here's what i'm getting at and also Private industry and the free market are already taking care of it. Even low-skill entry-level positions in many areas already pay higher than a minimum wage. So, I mean, we pay higher than the minimum wage for a minimum wage type job because we want efficiency and quickness. And I'd like to venture that, you know, getting your orders out in time and having less errors is going to make a company money with low-skilled, laborious jobs. If it can benefit a company on return on investment... That is going to help them. There's so many good points. I'm so glad we chose this topic. It gives me an extreme woody to be talking about this because it's something I need to get off of my chest. And it's so big, I need Katie's large chest to help me get even more off of. Not getting off on her chest. That sounded so wrong. So, Katie, what are your thoughts so far? 
Um, well, I, <coughs> I think you sent me an article last week about, you know, as minimum wage increases, companies aren't going to be able to afford to keep people and they're going to look for other means of getting the job done. And the example given in that article was a burger flipping machine where right now you can pay someone minimum wage at McDonald's to flip burgers, but they're going to be replaced with a machine. And then no one is getting paid for that job. And, you know, that could make the unemployment rate go up. If automation is cheaper and we're in the age of Amazon, where they're going to take a Costco, Costco sized place, and Costco can house, and Costco, by the way, has some of the highest salaries in retail in any form of business right now. Mm-hmm. Costco is a great place to work, great company alongside. I mean, they have half the stores of Sam's Club, but have triple the revenue. That's how awesome they are. And they do that by taking care of their employees. Yep. They do that because you want to keep talent, no matter what the position is. So the bottom line is, the bottom line is that minimum wage if you don't like how much you're earning, get another job. And that goes to another point, Katie. Mm-hmm. As an anti-poverty tool, it's horrible. Horrible. In fact, I got a note here. David Henderson, cited by the chairman of the Harvard's economics department, Greg Mancal, points out that a lot of minimum wage earners are second or third job holders in households with other income. That could include a lot of teenage summer employees whose parents mm-hmm. both have jobs. Other minimum wage workers may include retirees with income from savings and Social Security who own their homes mortgage-free. Think about the greeter They just want to oh, yeah. get out of the house and make a little money. Yeah, so think about it. Should we really be setting what we pay little Billy for his two-month job? And as a company, am I going to want to invest too much in someone who's going to come and go? And I won't be able to really maintain to train an employee. I don't think people who don't have jobs, businesses, who don't own businesses realize how much it costs to train an employee. Well, I think the normal, the average person thinks, oh, you know, minimum wage. No one can really live on minimum wage. Let's raise it. And then like we said in the intro, they don't think about the ramifications. They don't think that businesses aren't going to be able to afford these things anymore. And then it's going to be replaced with, you know machines or whatever they don't think it through the consequences of passing these things oh we got more so here's the thing constitutionality i'm a big constructionist when it comes to constitution um the supreme court in 1923 adkins versus children's hospital of dc made a strong argument that minimum wage is a violation of constitutionally guaranteed freedom of contract embedded in the fifth amendment's language about due process and deprivation of liberty and property to the extent that the sum fixed exceeds the fair value of the services rendered Okay, now this was in 1937 overturned in West Coast Hotel versus Parish. It was reversed by a five to four margin. So there's two rulings. One ruling overturned the first ruling. So even the constitutionality of minimum wage is is not exactly clear. And here's the thing. Um, President Kennedy a Democrat put in his uh, inaugural address, the rights of man come not from the generosity of the state, but from the hand of God. And here's what I said earlier. If two free people want to enter into a voluntary consensual agreement that doesn't infringe on anyone else's rights, why should the government stop them? If someone wants to work for $5 an hour and someone wants to hire that person for that much, mm-hmm. and no one is forcing either one of them into the, to enter the agreement, what authority does the government have to interfere in a contract between two people all employment is is an agreement to pay somebody for services rendered so why should the government tell me how much i should pay my employee and why should why should the government tell my prospective employee how much i should pay them now if they come in at four dollars an hour and they bust their ass and they make themselves worthwhile not only will they gain that experience to get another job but they will also um 
make me go, shit, I don't want to lose this guy. He's valuable to the company. And that whole thing like, oh, well, well, certain people can just do any job. Well, then go to vocational school when you're not working. Acquire a new skill. That's the thing. By, by raising minimum wage, we give people no incentive to work hard and to get better at what they do. Yep, I agree. Can't really add much to that. <laughs> Katie, I told you, I got this is built um, up. This, this is like this if we went. It's like, it's like going for a long time without sex. You know it's not going to last very long. Mm. Never love line with Dr. Drew and Adam. Yes. Um, Corolla. They used to, they, Adam Corolla, they used to always talk about letting one out of the chamber if you've gone for a long time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> See, this is what's great about this podcast, guys, is uh, we get to interject. Like, we're not going to be boring like your Fox business. And, you know, although I think Varney's pretty cool. He has that accent going on, right? Like, we are just normal people. We're going to say inappropriate shit. We're going to say shit. We're going to talk about real fucking issues. And we're going to nail it home. And we're going to increase, again, conversation this is what gets people thinking i want people to hear this and question authority except for my authority only take mts nutrition okay another thing is katie yeah we went to a bike store Ugh. for those of you on sound on uh, on the soundcloud and itunes that wasn't sexual we talked we went to a bike store to buy a new bike for preston turn all one in we talked to the owner and he was saying how instead of hiring another person, he, had, he couldn't because the government imposed minimum wage, the government imposed health care. All the government imposed stuff was preventing him from hiring another person. So minimum wage actually eliminates jobs. Ordering businesses to pay entry-level workers more will make them hire fewer of them and consider replacing more workers with robots or computers. That's good if you are in a robot or computer business, but not good if you're trying to combat unemployment. Okay, so here's the deal. This is the nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office estimated that Obama's proposed $10.10 minimum wage, once fully implemented, would reduce total employment by 500,000 or half a million workers. That is that liberal point A thinking I keep talking about. Republicans do it too. Republicans and Democrats are one and the same. They want to control the people. They're afraid to tell the truth and lose votes. And the more entitlements they have under their party, the more votes they get. I believe minimum wage is $10 in California already. And that's like what you're talking about before. Like it should be by county or whatever. I mean, cost of living living in California, if you live in San Francisco, is way higher than if you live in like Bakersfield or whatever. So someone in Bakersfield who can probably get an apartment for $500 a month is going to make the same because the government but, said but, so. But beyond that, boo, should the government no, even I don't. get involved in a contract between two consenting adults? Like, here's, the, here's an example. In many states, I don't know if it's still like this, but anal sex was illegal. First of all, you have to really walk in on that to catch that. But if two consenting adults want to partake in anal sex, who is the government to say that two consenting adults can't do whatever they want with each other? And that's government overreaching. And that's, on, that's actually beyond that. That's, uh, that's, that's uh, church and state right there. Because I, I don't believe, I, I mean, the Sodom and Gomorrah. I'm getting beyond myself now. Yeah, this is going a whole other direction. <laughs> it's going, going to the back ways, right? Going to the backside. Um, and here's exactly what I said earlier. Some notes I have. It reduced the incentive for low-wage workers to get an education and move up to higher jobs. 
The lower the minimum wage, the more eager minimum wage workers would be to enroll in a community college course at night, improve his or her skills, and apply for a higher paying job. Making them higher paying would risk the workers getting stuck in them for longer instead of moving on to something larger and more rewarding. If we, here's the thing, minimum wage jobs, they're not meant to be the destination. And like I said before, when a minimum wage job wasn't enough for me, what I did is I got another minimum wage job until I could get a real fucking job and pay my bills after I got my education and experience. The government is essentially enabling people to stay in those lower positions. Well, here's another thing. Would you guess that raising minimum wage um, is also a way to increase welfare spending and raise taxes? Raising taxes to spend more on welfare is a political loser. But raising minimum wage puts money in the pockets of working poor people at the expense of business owners and of consumers who would pay in the form of higher prices. If politicians want to increase the earned income tax credit or other work-related welfare benefits, they should do the hard work of building political support for such policies rather than choosing the roundabout approach of minimum wage increases. So basically what they're doing is they're buying votes. That's what welfare is. Welfare, in my opinion, is, and, and keep in mind, the Welfare Reform Act was put together by a Democrat, Bill Clinton, with, um, and he worked together with the Republican Congress, I believe was led by Newt Gingrich at the time. And the Welfare Reform Act, now I'm not saying, look, I'm a libertarian, but I'm also a humanitarian. And here's the problem. I would love to say that the government, here's, here's some money, if someone falls on bad times, you know what? If someone falls on tough times, let's help them out of it. The problem is we never give them an incentive to come out of it. And let's right. go. Exactly. Welfare was designed to help people for a short period of time, you know, that lost their job or lose a spouse. How about these or, women getting knocked up? That's another podcast. Women who get knocked up for the child credit more money. and just keep collecting money on the state. Where does this money come from? It comes from the hardworking well, Americans the like thing. you and I. When you raise minimum wage, then businesses are going to have to raise the cost of the goods that they're selling or the services, and that's going to raise the prices for everyone. So it's not helping anyone because those people who are making minimum wage, while their wage might be increased, they're going to have to spend more to get the same stuff that they got before. I have never been so turned on in my life. See, here's the thing. If you shut up long enough, I can talk. <laughs> I get excited. I know. I get excited. Who dominates foreplay in this relationship? <laughs> that's a different podcast. <laughs> no, no, no. That's a podcast. Get out! No, check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Katie is so fucking dead on. If an operating expense of a business goes up, for example, um, let's say a standard company, one of the companies I own. I own multiple companies. Not going to say which one. Might be one you guys don't even know about. Let's talk about MTF. No, I'm not going to give, I'm not going to give them my friggin' ROS, but here's the deal. My operating margin is 22%, which means that if I do not make 22% margin on a product, not worth staying no, I lose money. Yeah. If I make 20, if I, if I only up, um, mark things up 20% to pay for my overhead, my lights, my employees, um, hookers, my Ferraris, my Lamborghinis, which are definitely an asset that we need to have. Um, just kidding. We don't have Lamborghinis. So to do that, I have to make, if I sell, if I have something that is $100 to make, I have to sell it for $123 just to break even. Okay. 23% margin to run. Now, if I'm a company and I have based my ROS to need to stay in business, to be at 40%, 
if my cost of doing business due to minimum wage and government sanctions like Obamacare raised our health care costs 48%, what I'm going to have to do is raise that price because my cost by $100 just went up to 110 So that 110 or I'm sorry, my, 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 uh, my, my margin I need to go to is probably going to go up to 28%. So that, that, that whatever product you're buying to reach that 40% margin that I need to make to stay in business and actually be profitable, you're going to go up $8. It's going to be passed on to the consumer. Uh-huh. So what happens is, and I've done a video on this, it's called Amazon and the minimum wage will kill the U.S. economy. And I still stand by that. And it's happening as we speak. And everybody is too sheepish. They're just sheep. They follow what the government, what the media says, and they don't question things. And that fucking pisses me off because we can change it right now, guys. We are the world. No, we are the people who can fucking change it. The you, the me, the fucking millennials. You know what? Millennials didn't fuck up this world. You know what fucked up this world? It's those fucking baby boomers. You want to fucking fix the world? Go punch a baby boomer in the face. Those motherfuckers raised us to be snowflakes. Right. The book I'm reading right now. The Art of Not Giving a Fuck? The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck talks about how people, was it in the, um, the kids that would have been children of the 70s were taught that it's okay to fail. Oops, sorry, I'm scratching the table. That's going to come right up on the... Sorry. That, you know, teaching that, that generation, it's okay to fail. And they, like, lowered the standards in classrooms and on and on so that people felt good about themselves so that they would perform better. And it was like this whole vicious cycle that... Everyone gets a trophy. Every, yeah, bro. everyone gets a trophy mentality. So that is, those baby boomers are essentially the parents of millennials who have bred this millennial culture of entitled... You know, the snowflakes, the, the ki- people that think they're entitled to, oh, I'm entitled to college and I'm entitled to health care and I'm entitled to. You're not entitled to a goddamn thing. No. What you're entitled to is what you work for. And I agree. We need to provide education. But even that, should we have vouchers? Should we force people to go pay? Should we have somebody who does not have kids in school pay taxes? for something they're not using. Should an 80-year-old man have to pay taxes for property taxes for schools that he isn't using? That's why I believe in privatization. I believe in a parent's right to send their kid and use that money and use vouchers to go where they want. But that's besides the point. That's besides the point. The fact of the matter is, the baby boomer generation, these motherfuckers running around shitting and having sex with each other at Woodstock, these are the people who raised us and my generation, see, my, my mom burned bras in the 60s, okay? She also smoked a lot of weed and did a lot of coke. And that was just while I was a kid. I don't know what the fuck she did in the 60s. But my she mom... remember. Yeah, she was high <laughs> as fuck. But my mom was always... My mom was... The difference between my mom and your mom's, if you're an American millennial like myself, is that my mom was an immigrant. And immigrants come to this country, immigrants own substantially more percentage-wise our business owners and take risk because they want to live that American dream. My mom didn't want to work. My mom was a waitress. Why? Because the harder you work, the more tips you got. My mom's the only one who could fucking waitress at IHOP and still pull in 70 Gs a year. My mom was a motherfucking hustler. And guess what? You know what? My mom burned her bras, but she also knew America is the land of milk and honey. And the more you milk the cows and the more you fucking play out there with smoke with bees, the more milk and honey you're going to bring home. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about tips. Okay. Now, tips. now it's like 
expected. Gratuity is 20. expected. 15, 20%. They'll print it at the bottom of your receipt. And it's almost like it doesn't matter how good of a job they did. You should still tip people for being your wait waiter or cutting your hair or doing your nails or washing your car. No, it's tips were supposed to be if you do an exceptional job. I'm not going to argue that one, Katie. Because we have a lot of waitresses watching this. But you want to know why? That's because they don't get, don't they, they don't have to follow minimum wage, right? If you're a server. Well, well, here's the thing. I I don't know the laws on that. If they don't have to follow minimum wage, and if everybody else does, how is that fair? You know what I mean? Isn't that true, though? If servers don't have to I believe because they have tips. Yeah, because they get tips. So, and then the other thing, like. Yeah, but but I'm also going to argue that restaurants have the highest failure rate in any industry. Right, that's not So if there's anybody who should get a break on minimum wage, it's going to be a restaurant. Right. I, I, I get that. But I'm just saying the idea of tipping, I'm not saying that people who work in restaurants don't deserve tips. She hates restaurant workers. Okay. I'm saying that, that, that the idea was tips were for you going above and beyond, but because the government has stepped in and put these mandates of minimum wage and not minimum wage, if you're a server, whatever the laws are on that crap, you know, in order for them to make any kind of living, you have, they have to rely on their tips too. Yeah. Yeah, you can have my tip whenever you'd like, by the way. Um, let me just, let me, let's just surmise this, and then we're going to, you know, just let this die. Not let this die, but let this live on in comments and discourse. Um, you know, the bottom line is, we're in a society right now that needs help. We have a society right now where we have the government overstepping. And I always bring this up when I talk about government overreach. The Second Amendment was not put in place. I'm not advocating a civil war by any means because I don't need the feds coming to my house and knocking on my door. The Second Amendment was not put in place to protect our houses mainly. Second Amendment was put in place to be able to organize and form a militia and take up arms against the government should they become tyrannical, should they become too powerful. The government right now is overstepping its boundaries so far, telling business owners how to conduct business, telling Um, Getting involved in what our kids eat, what they do. We go to public schools. Public school has completely become a breeding ground for a liberal culture. And why do I say that? It's not because of what happened to my kids. Because honestly, I think our kids have gotten in 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 the school district they're in as fair of an education they have. In fact, Cammie got an A. (laughs) I got to tell this story and then I'll get on to my story. Let me, I'll finish, I'll, I'll finish mine. So we were, we went to Culver City High School and I still remember we watched um, um, Roger and Me in Economics, the most anti-economic, anti-capitalist movie ever made by Michael Moore, that fat piece of shit, okay? And we also had a, nothing wrong with it. We had a teacher, well, this, there's something wrong with this. We had a teacher who smoked weed with students on weekends and the school knew about it, did nothing about it because of the teacher's union. And then we had another teacher who was really... He was very proud to be gay, and all he did was talk about gay rights in our history class. And that is wrong. Uh, now, that's our experience. It's my experience, and Katie's was similar with the same high school. That was 20-plus years ago. Our kids now, we're in a very... you got to realize Chicago has two counties that are Democrat. Chicago's a red state outside of Cook County. Um, so Kane County is so conservative that we don't even have Democrats run for the state Senate out here. On the ballot, I'm like... I guess I'm voting Republican. I have no choice. So here's the deal. Our daughter wrote a paper. So we went to the open, you know, the parent night or whatever. Cammie is inquisitive. 
And Cammie likes to ask me questions about politics and government. And I'm a libertarian, so I'm, I'm not going to say listen to Fox. I'm going to say, look, use your mind to listen to CNN, Fox, BBC, listen to all that shit, right? And uh, we're looking at all the papers, like who do you think should be president? And um, Cammie, I never told Cammie that to be a Republican, to vote Republican. In fact, when she wrote this paper, I was actually voting for Gary Johnson before he started going insane. I have the paper on my desk. We can take a picture and uh, yeah, we could drop it in here. It. Yeah. So uh, those of you uh, listening to the podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud, you're, you're just going to have to imagine it. So <clears throat> everybody else is like, I think Hillary should win because she's a woman. I think Trump should win because my daddy likes Trump. Cammy has a fucking paragraph, uh, a manifesto of how we should, that Trump should win because basically she, he wants to lower taxes. Then she went and how she, we should abolish the IRS. Yep. It was a manifesto. And abolishing the IRS, that's another podcast. Write that down. <laughs> and we'll have Cammy as the special guest. Cammy will be like, oh, I think we should just abolish that IRS. So here's the deal. It is up to us to speak up. To run for local office. And I say that as a hypocrite because I was going to run for Congress in 2022. Honestly, I just don't have my skin is not thick enough, guys. But I will say this. If enough people encourage me to. And if I know I have it in the bag, you got to realize less than 10% of the state votes for those elections. So I would be able literally on social media to run a hell of a campaign without spending a nickel. I mean, that's what's cool. So, I mean, Trump won the election due to Twitter. Guys, with, it used to be special interests. If Trump taught us two things with this election, it's number one, don't meet with Russians before the election. And number two is that social media is bigger than media. Let me put it this way. The Tiger Fitness YouTube channel, Katie, I, I thought it'd be a big deal to be on American Grit. Every week, they get 1.1 million views on American Grit. It's a shitty show, but it's still primetime Fox. I was on primetime TV. Everybody's dream, right? My YouTube channel gets more views than that. My YouTube channel is over 2 million views a week. We have quality content. <laughs> the new season, don't even get me going there. That's a podcast I would do, but I don't want to give them the uh, free PR. Fuck them, man. They, they just, they just, um, they just, yeah, I have nothing, nothing but, uh, yeah. I'm going to say stop there because Fox is still bigger pockets to sue the shit out of me. <laughs> but yeah, fuck them. Anyway, anything else to add about minimum wage? You want to go on to just what we got going on? No, I think just, you know, before you vote for something and it looks all great at the beginning, think about the long-term ramifications of what it does. Yeah, and get involved and talk, discuss. Don't get Ask offended. Ask business owners. You know, ask, ask different people who are going to have different viewpoints so you get the whole picture of how it's going to affect all different, you know, people. We didn't even bring up another two-hour topic, which is Amazon. Mm-hmm. Amazon totally, well, automation kind of took care of that, but think about it. Okay, so. So what's going on? We're well, now, we're, up to, we're up to about 10K. We should be up to 20K by the end of the week for the uh, Semper Fi. So, yeah, so real... Waits for real heroes. The planning for that is going down. We're about five and a half weeks out. Um, we're taking auction donations and having everything online. So no matter where you live, you can bid and win because we can ship. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, we're almost at about 10000 in cash donated straight to Semper Fi. We have an expected uh, 7000 coming in in the next few days and another 1000 for sure pledged at the beginning of August from some companies that we work with. 
and um, hope to have more. Um, I got a new one today. Oh, you did? <clears throat> um, snap clips. I am, uh, this kid is 19 years old. He started with uh, one of those, what's and it I, called? The, how he start his company with the... Uh, uh, the Kickstarter. Kickstarter, yeah. And um, he has the pat. The patent went through. He has one guy he already has to sue for knocking off his patent. Wow. The kid is amazing. These products are amazing. He can't afford He's a startup company. I'm not going to ask him for any money. But he's going to go there and he's going to sell these snap clips. And he's going to give uh, 10 or so percent of each sale to Semper Fi. Sweet. And so that's explain what, what ask- it is. It's, a, it's a, a clamp for the end of your barbell that you think about the old school metal snap-on bracelets that you hit your wrist. Well, it's the same idea, but With, it's but it works. sturdier and it holds the weights in. And Mark's used them On 600-pound deadlifts. Yeah, and they don't move. They're amazing. You could travel with them. They fit in your bag. You could put them on your wrist. Right, so you could keep them in your gym bag and have your own clips with you all the time. The other thing is that the kids are... We have some that he gave us for to use at the house. The kids are going to use them for the first time today. I'm going to actually video They'll that. They'll be able to the get tubes. their weight clips on and off themselves without, yeah. you know, hurting their hands. Um, so, yeah, that's awesome. You know... We are so thankful for all the people that are helping us with this event. Um, I actually met a veteran today who was helping me at Verizon, the lady that worked there, and I thanked her for her service, and I told her about the fundraiser we're doing and how much we'd raised in two weeks' time, and she was like, oh my God, that's And they still overcharge you for your phone. Those bastards. <laughs> my stupid iPhone that completely died last night. Eh, it's fine. It's fine. That's but why... I've been without a phone for almost 24 hours now. This is really Isn't it weird. Great? It's kind of good. Tell... The only problem is, is the work I'm gonna have to do to like set it all up tomorrow once I get the new phone. It's because 20 minutes. I wasn't really using cloud much in the last. I don't use few cloud. Weeks. I use the cord. Louis Marco got me all scared. Louis Marco, you know, on YouTube, he got me yeah. all scared on Messenger. But the problem is, I didn't use the cord either. I haven't backed up my phone Lu- in forever. Louis Marco is <laughs> afraid of the Illuminati and shit. Yeah, they're Tim all watching. Tinfoil hat guys. Hey, I don't want anybody watching me. You know, right. well, actually, I do. I leave my window open. Um, so, so yeah, I'd the also, fundraiser's going great. I, I'd also, I, I would read the list, but dude, we got um, Seth Ferrosi's going to be there. He's a top, top bodybuilder. Oh, that's bad. That's a gray hair. Katie, did you see Sorry. a squirrel? Um, Seth Ferrosi. <laughs> <laughs> who is an amazing bodybuilder, who's also known as the All-American Roughneck, who smokes cigars, shoots guns, and has huge guns himself. Um, top two contender in the, against Flex Lewis in the 212 class. He has committed to be there. We got um, the, my boy, um, my boy Teron. He's, everybody keeps telling me about this guy. He, I never heard I much know. about him. Yeah, Teron know. Beckham. He's the FB Aftermath is his, uh, is his Facebook. This motherfucker is one of those guys on Instagram that'll do a 225-pound clean and crest and then do a backflip. I mean, just what a group of people. And also... Yeah, we, we need to set up some kind of, like, everyone's, like, where they do their thing. Like, we should have him do that, you uh, know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't worry. The lift, uh, the open lift, which is between 12 and 4. And I'm going to link the Semper Fi down below. Um, so even again, the donations for the link that we have go directly to Semper Fi Fund. We're not touching any money. It's going directly to them. You will get a receipt for the tax deductible contribution. Yeah. And, and the, the, the main reason, there's two reasons. One is it's a logistical fuck show trying to get that together. Two is I already got people in the YouTube comments saying, oh, he's just going to pocket all the money. And I'm like, I can't. I'm not even touching the money. It's a cash free. Even if you come to the door, you're going to have to pay online. We're not touching a dollar. It goes straight to Semper Fi. Yeah, the goal. We don't want to have to touch cash. Like, you're going to have to find a buddy who has a credit card and give them the $20 and have them pay you to pay to get in. Like, we're going to have iPads set up. Literally, we don't want to deal with the cash. That's an accounting nightmare, a logistics nightmare, and, you know, anyways. All right, y'all. Well, we're set, ready to go. 
That's it. Thanks for listening. Let us know what you think about this. Again, subscribe to the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. Um, again, the Semper Fi Fund, the link down below. Go ahead and uh, donate to that. The link will be in the SoundCloud and iTunes uh, description, and um, as well as YouTube. And uh, appreciate you guys watching. Thank you. That's not a game.